Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Listeners, welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And we have a very special guest joining us today. Would you care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Yeah, hello. My name is Peter Dankelson. What up, Pete? Uh, Peter, I, Thanks for being have with a us crowd today. Noise that we don't have at the moment. <laughs> That is We've talked that. about that for the last two or three weeks, and then we get to this moment, and I realize it's still not there when it should be. Oh. Just, Im- just imagine the crowd going wild in your mind, Pete, if you could. Yeah, it's a picture like you don't have a Madison Square Garden, just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just cheering, yeah. exactly, exactly. Pete, you have the vision, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Really appreciate it, man. It's really good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking the time to come chat with us. No, yeah, thanks for having me. Before we get into to too Why don't much, we... oh, okay. I was just gonna say, man. Just Observation. Videos. Dude, your tone is insane, man. I, I don't know oh, how you have hey. that tone dialed in so well, but but dang, dude, it sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's to me, it's all in the hands as much as the gear. So yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it. I hope that you know. It's funny. It's like, you know, you, you play something, especially, you know, if you're getting ready to record it or post it online and I, you're like, man, I wish it would sound as good on, on the, on the phone as it does in the room. Cause it's such a big difference. Yeah. And I, I'm not smart enough to figure out how to do all the, uh, you know, plugins and all that stuff and really make it sound, you know, fancy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can hear a bit of the music in the background. You can hear me playing, you know, balance it out and then it's good to go. <laughs> Well, you definitely play with uh, a very positive vibe, mm-hmm. it, and that comes through, for sure. regardless of, of how you're putting it out. It definitely comes through that you love playing the guitar, and you love what you're doing, and uh, to me, that's the most important thing. Yeah, to me, whenever I post something, I always try and, you know, I, I always try and perform it, because, you know, you I'm sure everyone's kind of been in that loop where you're just kind of scrolling through Instagram or something. You see people playing, they're playing really well. Um, but it's not really performing, uh, not a lot of the time. So whenever I try and do a cover, I really try and put a lot of, you know, kind of like a live energy into it. Um, and I think that's what people really enjoy. Um, and yeah, it seems like people really dig it. So I'm glad that's kind of coming across. I would. I, I would did notice that, that too. Sorry, 
I did notice that too, that you're, you're up, you're moving around, you know, the same manners as, as you would have if you were up on stage. So it, that, yeah. yeah, that's definitely coming through. Yeah, I got, I got so Angus to thank for that. <laughs> Who to thank for that? Angus Young. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those he can capture an audience he with the way that old. he never gets old. Yeah. Yeah, really, right? He's still doing it with the same energy. <laughs> After all this time. Dude, I, I put on the the back in uh back in black album or whatever <laughs> the, the album that has that song on it. I you listened to it the whole way through. Uh this is not even that long ago, like maybe a week ago too. Yeah. It holds up. Holds up. Still yeah. the reason why it's a classic. Holy crap, it holds up. Yeah, that whole album's amazing. Yeah. They're one of those bands that has a great energy, you know? Yeah. They'll get you going, they'll get you moving. Yeah, I mean, you know, all their stuff just kind of has a great groove to it. It's really to me it's always it's always been really exciting. I love it. Definitely. Why don't we go ahead and jump right in? Could you tell us a little bit about how you got started with the whole guitar thing, Pete? Yeah, so so the whole thing really kind of came about. Um, it was uh, over five years ago. It was my freshman year of high school. And at the time, I was listening to a lot of music, you know, or like really kind of started to dive a bit more into rock and roll. Like in middle school and all that, I was kind of listening to whatever was on the radio at the time, um, you know. But then I kind of started, I don't really know how it happened, but I started to listen to a little bit more kind of, you know, some of the rock stuff. Um, and then kind of my freshman year, I really kind of started to dive more into that discovery bands like ACDC and uh, ZZ Top and some of those, some of those bands. And then it just kind of kept snowballing and snowballing. And I kind of kept thinking, you know, one day I kind of thought, and went, well, you know, it'd be really fun. What if I started to learn how to play guitar? That might be kind of a fun thing to do. Um, and lucky for me, uh, dad had, uh, he has a guitar and an amp from when he was in high school. So he, you know, he's like, well, lucky for you, I still have that. So he pulls out this, you know, this PE amp and this uh, Fender. It's, uh, I think we figured out it's a 1978 Music Master. It's like a one pickup thing. Um, and then I got started on that. And he had a little, you know, like the green um, tube screamer pedal. Yeah. Right. And so plug that in and. <laughs> Kind of got started on that. And it's like, all right, you know, and then you start finding lessons on YouTube. And it's like, all right, I'm good to go. And then, yeah, kind of from there, started learning, you know, ACDC songs. You know, you start learning your smoke on the water and Seven Nation <laughs> Army, let's be right, right, that, that right. kind of thing. And you just kind of keep it going from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun when you, um, we're both guitar players as well. And when you first start, you know, when you get that first riff, even yes. if it is smoke on the water or what have you, oh yeah, it feels great mm -hmm. to be able to actually do what you heard. Yeah, and the first, the first two that I'd ever kind of like knocked together, kind of, you know, was able to play through the whole thing. It's an ACDC song. It's off of their their first album, High Voltage. It's a tune called Live Wire. Oh, yeah. And that's a really cool song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really neat tune, and uh, you know, it kind of starts off with that kind of slow, you know, A B B thing. Then it kind of builds up, keeps going, 
And I, I just remember that middle section when Angus is kind of doing that, you know, do, 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 you know, that kind of middle break, you know, before and after the solo. I just remember kind of playing that and repeat and just, you know, it felt so good. It was exciting to kind of play along with that stuff for the first time and really kind of, you know, getting it. Yeah, getting that first uh, riff or two under your fingers is a great feeling mm -hmm. for sure. I still remember you know, learning a couple of Van Halen riffs for the first time. And it was, uh -huh. the feeling is just, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So when did you decide to start putting your playing out there and to start performing for other people and things like that? Well, um, let's see. So I kind of spent that first year. So I started kind of at the end of my freshman year and I kept going to you know, through sophomore year and all that, just kind of like learning on my own and playing. I hadn't really played with other people at Record Live. It was just kind of, just kind of, you know, figuring it out and having fun. Um, and the first time I ever played live, it was at a uh, talent show in high school. And I did a uh, kiss, Detroit Rock City. And that was, you know, you spent like a week. It's like, all right, you're going to do this thing live. But it's like, you know, you spend a week playing the song over and over you're like okay we're gonna do this and this and right <laughs> you know, you're really excited yeah it was really exciting to, to finally do that for the first time um yeah yeah that's very cool that first performance can be super nerve-wracking wouldn't you agree michael i'm sure you remember the first time you ever performed uh i don't i'm not sure i want to tell you was it that bad? <laughs> oh, it was just, actually, it wasn't embarrassing at all. So it was an elementary talent school talent <laughs> show that I sang. And I sang along to uh, just the track. So, like, you know, not even karaoke style. Yeah. And it was uh, uh, You Can Call Me Al by <laughs> Paul Stein. Yeah. Why is that embarrassing? That's a good tune, great man. Song, great tune. It's a little embarrassing. Yeah. Not, as, not as rock and roll as... Uh, <laughs> Uh, as Pete's first. <laughs> yeah, Pete was a little more on the rock uh, Pete's a little more spectrum edgy. there. Yeah. yeah, for real. I was. I want. I, mean, I wanted to be a singer, you know, at first. So yeah. Thing, but but that was my thing, you know. And Paul Simon was like, oh, Paul Simon. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete brought it up though. You know that you're you're practicing over and over and over, thinking about what you're gonna do, and then when that moment finally comes, it is a kind of a nerve wracking type of thing. Did yeah. Pete? Did you enjoy the, the? You obviously did enjoy the the performance to keep doing it, but it is kind of a stressful thing, you know, getting ready for that. Yeah, I mean, I remember it was a little you know nerve wracking because it's like I've never done this before. How, how does it, you know how you know having never even experienced that feeling of playing of it live, it's like, oh, how, how is this gonna go? Um, and yeah, I just kind of had my little Marshall there and, you know, they had the, the tune crank through the PA and it's like, okay, well, you know, let's just see how it goes. And yeah, it was cool. Uh, I just remember at the end when everyone was all excited and clapping and cheering, it's like, okay. <laughs> and especially, like, you know, I remember going through the solo too, going through the solo on the song, it's like, oh man, you know, yeah, it's like don't mess up because you know it's kind of harmonized. Uh, yeah, it's like okay. Yeah. Were you so when they you know you got the response you did? Were you happy? Were you relieved? How did you feel? <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of both. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, especially it being a first performance, you're just excited that, you know, you finally get to play for people. Um, and then, you know, seeing that people were excited about it and happy and, you know, you know, saying I did a good job, it's just kind of, you know, it pushes you further to keep, you know, going and uh, be better. So, yeah, it was really fun. That's the ironic thing, I guess, to me about performing. And it seems like no matter how long a person does this, for uh, even if they're doing it for a living, they talk about still getting those nerves before they go out on stage or while they're performing until they get warmed up. So as a performer, I don't know if it's the fact that we like the adrenaline or we like to put ourselves <laughs> into the spotlight, but there is an element of a type of excitement when you know everyone's going to be looking at you it's hard to explain and you know you talked about when you're leading up to that guitar solo you know that especially the spotlight is going to be on you and then you know that can even enhance the the nerves a little bit but yeah it's kind of an interesting thing right it is interesting i mean i've you know gotten to play live countless times now and um you know it's always a little bit you know you know, you always get that feeling in the pit of your stomach. It's like, okay. Um, but then it's like, as soon as you go on stage and as soon as you hit that first chord, you kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's a lifelong practice, but, you know, just channeling that nervousness into adrenaline and excitement, kind of trying to get that, I don't know, it's like trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to get something under control. It's cool. It's, it's fun. I like it. That is what we're doing with the guitar, right? We're channeling energy. Like yeah. Actual electricity. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's rock and roll, you know, just hoping it comes off as exciting and fun. One thing I always like to talk about, um, because it, it not only helps me, but it helps all our beautiful listeners around the world, especially performers and would-be performers. Yeah. Um, it takes a certain level of confidence to be able to get up on that stage and perform, especially by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, how did you navigate that? You know, when you just, when you had the idea of, Hey, I want to perform to actually getting up there on stage with the confidence. Is there anything you learned or anything you'd like to share that you might think would be beneficial? It's like something to kind of help in, in a life situation. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the main thing, you know, especially if you're playing with a band, kind of going like really well prepared, you know, you know, the material, you know, the stuff, because um, once that's not an issue, you know, um, I don't know, to me, that's always kind of been the big thing, trying to go in as, you know, prepared as possible. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to kind of, you know, get the nerves to go away. It's just kind of, as soon as you start playing, it's just like something else takes over and you just kind of go along for the ride. I don't know. It, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that is true, right? Once you start settling in, especially if it's music you wrote yourself or if it's a yeah. song you really connect to, <laughs> you kind of do get taken to a different place once you start getting into it. <laughs> yeah. I think all musicians would, would kind of agree with that. <laughs> so when did you decide to start putting yourself out on instagram and to you know to, to really you know put yourself and your playing out into the world 
Yeah, so I mean, kind of like through high school, I, you know, whenever I was, you know, learning something or just kind of, you know, playing a tune I liked, I just kind of posted on my regular Instagram and, you know, all my buddies from high school would see it and be like, oh, you know, good job. So, I mean, I, that was always pretty cool. But then really everything kind of changed when the pandemic hit. And it's like, okay, you know, I was like fresh out of high school and now it's like, uh, you got nothing going on, you know, no yeah, gate, right. you know, school. It's like, uh, what, what now? <laughs> so that's kind of when things kind of took a bit of a shift. Cause I, I mean, I, let's see. So there's the, the Peach Diary uh, Instagram page and TikTok. And I kind of started to just record covers and put them out there. And um, it kind of really quickly, it started to kind of gain some traction and people were kind of, you know, getting into it. And yeah, it's kind of continued to keep building. It, it's really fun because um, it's like, okay, you know, you see people start requesting like, you know, deep cut tunes. And like the other day I posted like kind of a little under the radar ACDC tune. I'm like, is anyone even going to know this? And, you know, you get the comments going, oh, hey, I, I, I love that song. Which I didn't song think I, I've never yeah. seen someone. Yeah, it's, um. well, I did a stiff upper lip. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like that yeah. song. I, I always love blasting that one in the car. That's a really fun song. And then um, this one's like really kind of reaching deep in the catalog. It's a song off of a, the Ball Breaker album called uh, The Honey Roll. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, yeah it's I'm not familiar really, with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, really deep tune. Uh, but that one, I, I, yeah, I was driving the other day, kind of listening to that album, and that tune came on, and I'm like, I haven't heard this one in forever. I'm like, that's a really cool riff. I'm like, I should try and figure that out. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the riffs, you know. Stiff upper lip. That's a song I, I always remember because that came out around the time when I was starting to learn how to play guitar, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like the first album that ACDC had put out in a while. Yeah. So it made, you know, a lot of news at the time in the, right. especially in the guitar community. So yeah. that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People that are into the guitar though, the deep cuts aren't too far removed from them. Maybe yeah. as much as you would think yeah. though, you know? Right. Yeah. Just for normies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even like, I love doing like some, like, you know, like I'm a huge, like guns and roses and, uh, you know, some, oh, yeah. some Aerosmith stuff as well. And lots of people seem to really dig that. Like doing something off of rocks, like Rats in the Cellar. That, yeah, that's always a fun one to do. Yeah. Like Mama yeah, Kid. Yeah, that was always a good one. Yeah, we, we're pretty big Guns N' Roses fans for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm a huge always, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Slash fan. That, that's like Guns N' Roses is like the other band that I'm really a huge fan of. Like Appetite for Destruction. That's such oh, a big yeah. You know what? Slash keeps coming up all the time. He's inevitable. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know well, you are. Not... You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> well, he's got a, you know, I also really love his band with uh, Miles. Miles Kennedy. Yes. And the Conspirators. Yeah. I, I love that band. I mean, they're, they're a fantastic band. And they're coming out with a new tune uh, tomorrow. So I'm excited oh, really? to start jamming that. Yeah. Really? I, I hadn't wait. heard anything about that. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to jamming that. It sounds like it's a tremolo pick drift, so I'm like, 
oh man, this is gonna this is gonna give me a it's gonna be a fun challenge. Yeah. <laughs> How your gears start turning, like as a musician, you're like, it sounds like it's this, and I'm gonna have to figure. Yes, it out. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, because like you know, if you posted something the other day, and you know kind of saying oh yeah hey you know the next album's coming out here's you know a teaser of the first single and i hear the main riff and i'm like oh no it's criminal picked i'm not good at that <laughs> <laughs> i'm like this is i'm like i can already see it now this is gonna have me cursing for like the next half hour <laughs> you know what pete that's a funny thing uh i know you can probably relate michael is uh especially after you've learned how to play the guitar you become a musician and you start learning about technique and different things. Every song that you hear, you're thinking about playing it in your mind and you can kind of visualize what they're doing and how difficult it would or wouldn't be to, to recreate. So you'll never listen to music the same again. It's it's a blessing and a curse, right? Yes. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Developing that, I don't know what you call it, but like a musician's ear or just, just basically like all of a sudden you're thinking about where my hand position is going to be or how that you know what i mean like it's like you start thinking okay what what key is it is it a half step down or is it you know full step standard it's like all all the stuff kind of runs through your head yeah right yeah <laughs> it's funny and, and we also nerd out a little bit more than the average person like i've noticed I'll say things like, oh, that pinch harmonic or the way he, the way he held the note when in the bend there. And it's like people, the average person's like, Ryan, what are you talking? About? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fun to nerd out on music, you know, especially the guitar. Yeah. But yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, you could be nerding out like, oh man, you know. Gary Moore really kind of had that, you know, really had that sustained going during Parisian walkways. And someone's like, what? And I'm like, the, the note he's holding out, you know, that really long button. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We forget that the terminology might not be understood by. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny. Like, at this point, you're just kind of like, it's like second nature. You don't even think about it. <laughs> Michael, were you about to say something there? Oh, it just made me think about how. Again, it wasn't wasn't too long ago. I was jamming on uh, on Van Halen, and I was just going through their catalog. Yes. And I was talking to Ryan. Actually, I was sending him messages, and I just appreciate to have someone to be able to communicate like this with. Because I was like, dude, you know what? It's not even the flashy stuff. It's all the little riffs underneath. It's all the rhythm stuff that he's really good at. Like it's so sneaky. Like no people people just think of him as the the tapping guy. But my God, he listen to all the, he's a riff machine. Listen to all these uh-huh. riffs. Where does he come up with this? He's like, yeah, uh-huh. you know, you don't really. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just appreciate to have other guitarists to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was, um, uh, it was the, you know, one year anniversary of his passing a few weeks ago. And kind of a tribute to that, I was doing uh, Romeo Delight, which is one of my favorites off of uh, Women and Children First. Yeah. Um, I love this tune. I'm like, let, let's, you know, I'm like, okay, let's just go for it. Let's, let's just give it a try. So I, I, I don't do much tapping and all that, but, you know, I had the, you know, the intro going on where he hits the harmonics and stuff. Um, you know, it was going great. And then he gets to the part where it's, uh, you know, taking whiskey to the party tonight, looking for somebody to squeeze. And there's all this kind of like really cool, funky stuff going on. And I could not get it. I think eventually, you know, I just said, okay, let's just roll the camera and see what hops out. And I think I played <laughs> it slightly wrong, but it sounded cool. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
but like kind of like yeah it's like just like how do you come up with that kind of like all these nuances you're trying to capture it's like oh man nuances right like that's the thing that makes i think a really great guitar player is like those little things and like like uh ryan the way you bend something or you know yes like um another tune that kind of popped into my head from eddie is uh i'm the one off of the first van halen album i mean just how that riff swings it's like oh my gosh it's like that yeah it's like okay that doesn't sound too hard and then you try and play it and it's like uh wait a second yeah <laughs> and even like all like the lips and stuff too it, it's crazy yeah it's it's so cool yeah i i know the feeling uh van halen like you said there's certain songs you're like oh this is really cool uh it sounds fun to play it shouldn't be too bad and then you delve in and try to do it and you're like how did he make this sound so easy <laughs> but a beautiful girl it's like during the verse he's doing like that um yeah that was another one that kind of had me scratching my head for a bit because i'm like oh i didn't even hear that <laughs> in the recording and then you know i'm looking at the youtube lesson breaking it down and i'm like that's in there and then you know you listen to the song and you're like oh you know it's like stuff you didn't even know existed at first sneaky. Eddie was yes sneaky. yeah saint yeah. Ed, edward that's yeah. what um that's what i thought of when michael messaged me when he was saying he was listening to van halen it's like if you listen to the entirety of a track and just really focus on every guitar part there's a way more going on and and super unique and creative things going on that you might miss if you weren't zoning in on it yeah well it's cool because um on youtube uh someone's posted like a lot of isolated tracks of Eddie and then you can kind of appreciate a lot of those nuances um like even more and kind of catch some stuff yeah yeah it's it's very for guitar players it's you can just sit there and just listen to it and take it in and it's it's a spiritual experience (laughs) that might be corny to say but man you're just one of those guitar players you know preach brother Ryan. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> it's like i, I think everybody kind of has that you know eruption story of hearing that for the first time <laughs> yeah yeah i remember when i heard that for the first time well it's funny because with me i wasn't even interested in music at the time like this was years before i picked up the guitar i just remember sitting in the front seat with my dad you know he's driving around and um, he's like, oh, he's like, this is something I loved, you know, and then he cranks it up and, you know, it's that, that solo. And I just remember kind of being floored by it, like not even like caring about music, not even knowing like anything about Van Halen, just kind of hearing that, just kind of like, huh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yes, those wow moments, you know, that, yes. yeah. that kind of make it special, mm-hmm. connect us with music, like, so you don't have to be a musician but i i take uh i well ryan knows i like to i like to say that that everyone's a musician because music requires a listener so even if you weren't playing the guitar actively you you were still participating in that song and that wow yeah. moment is part of that it's it's called feedback right we have feedback when we face the pickups toward the amplifier it's the same thing uh-huh. you know uh-huh. like our response to the music or just like you know your 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 classmates right their response to you performing that first time it's feedback and it's it's you need both you can't just be sitting alone in, in a vacuum i mean it's the feedback that makes it you know part of the fun yeah you know what i find interesting about uh 
Well, yeah, just remembering, you know, the feeling of hearing eruption for the first time as a listener. I don't think I was playing the guitar yet either at that time, but you think about the fact that that came out in 1978 mm-hmm. and it floored people back then and it's still flooring and inspiring guitar players today mm-hmm. in 2021. That's, and it, it might be what, two minutes or yeah. I'm not sure exactly the time of the track, yeah. but that's crazy, right? When you think about all the all the things that have been released on the guitar, especially the electric guitar, and that mm-hmm. one piece is just there was something special going on with that. Yeah. Just one of those moments in time. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's funny talking about eruption is that the next thing I hear in my head, like as you guys have had kind of we all got silent for a second. In my head, I'm going. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Really I think everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah, because that was uh, yeah the number three track on the, yeah. the album. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Instantly, I hear that riff. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing how oh, it does man. that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm just really inspired by. I mean. There I am sliding out of the frame. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I just see Ryan's <laughs> decapitated head just right there above the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's. Ryan's floating head, especially with like the black shirt you're wearing against the black uh, seat, and then the black uh, head. It just looks like you're just, you know. I found the perfect spot on this chair, and it requires me to slide a little bit down. <laughs> so, you know. And you know, heaven forbid you readjust the camera. You're like, no, this. Is yeah, great. I was thinking about that, but it's so far away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ryan's philosophy in life. This is what he's, but. What I was going to say, Pete, is, dude, I'm just so inspired, man, by young people. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not that old, but I'm I I really like that young people are into music and are playing instruments and are doing like stuff that you're doing, man, because especially the guitar, especially the guitar. Right. Because, you know, the digital world that we all live in is so different than when Ryan and I grew up, you know, he's <laughs> older than me, frankly, he's an old man. And he. um can't even sit up straight in the chair, but, he, but you know what I mean. Like I'm just kind of curious. Um, do you, do your are your friends into rock at all? Are you are like are you people your age? Do you do you do you have a lot of friends that are like into to rock music, or is it just do you find yourself you're the odd man out? Like I'm just kind of curious with that. Well, like in high school, um, you know, a lot of people were kind of into what was popular at the time, like on the radio, like all the new rap stuff that that kind of came out. Uh, they're really into that. Actually, I, I, I've been kind of having some fun lately, kind of, you know, scrolling around on TikTok, you hear those so- songs all the time. So it's kind of like, you know, you fire up a backing track of the song or try and, you know, figure out which part people are using and do like a little solo to it. Not something like crazy, but kind of something fun. Um, so, yeah, kind of kept up with what's going on there. Not actually something that's like not too bad, you know, someone's got a bit of a kick to it, like, um, What's that song stay by uh kid like oh that's got a bit of a kick to it I, I like that yeah um but um like i have some buddies now and you know they'll say like hey you know i need like a rock playlist like to work out to or you know just kind of something like that it's like what recommendations do you have just kind of send something I'm like okay and i'll send it over and i'll be like sweet thanks and yeah but um it, in high school, it's kind of funny because there were some people that um, I was able to talk music to, but for the most part, a lot of the bands that were kind of into like uh, a lot of like 
kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, like indie psychedelic funk stuff, which to me, I thought, okay, that's pretty cool, but it's not like the, you know, hard rock kind of blues based thing. It was kind of, to me, I thought it was cool, but it was a little kind of spacey, too spacey for me. <laughs> yeah, another, yeah. It was kind of like, you know, chili peppers as far as stuff, which, which, is, which is cool, but wasn't quite my thing. Um, so yeah, it's kind of still in like music taste then. It was kind of felt a little bit like Beyond Man now because not a lot of people were were playing that specific kind of thing. Yeah. I do appreciate, uh, you know, it seems like every generation there are people that decide to keep it going. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of the, like you said, this maybe the straightforward rock, <laughs> blues-based uh, type of music. And it's just cool to see that it's it's living on, that it's not something that's ever really gone away. Yeah, and it's great because, like, there's, like, I, I found a ton of new bands that are really kind of, you know, they've got it nailed to, to my ear, at least. And then, <laughs> you know, and, you know, they, they, they're really putting out some great tunes, like Dirty Honey. They're a fantastic kind of up and coming band. Um, yeah, re- they're cool. I've heard them. They're cool. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, they're, they're really good. They got somebody like, you know, Tyler Bryan in the Shakedown, some other really great band. And then, um, you know, you got some like the blues uh, blues players too, like Marcus King, um, Larkin Poe. There's lots of really, really great you know, up and coming artists. You know, they're really starting to kind of, you know, hit it. Yeah. I hope it comes back in a big way eventually. Uh, like you said, there are some pretty big acts out there that are keeping it alive. Um, yeah. I hope that it comes back, you know, at some point the way it was in the, you know, 60s through, what, early 90s? Even Well, even through the 90s, I guess, rock was. Yeah, still, it was a little bit different, but yeah, grunge still yeah. kind of, you know, guitar yeah. stuff. Like, and we loved all that stuff anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Even sad rock, I was into that stuff. Like that was when I was in high school. So all the like the, the, the stand. sad rock, yeah, yeah Deftones, and it's like depressing rock, like Lincoln Park, but it's still good. Like it's still great music, and I love it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Everything down tuned is, you know. Yeah. Down. A lot of drop D. Drop yeah. drop C. You know, drop B. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We can go. Yeah, get bases. Yeah. Let's just all play bases. <laughs> I think we're almost there at this point, you know, <laughs> with some of the uh, the tunings and the you know seven eight plus string guitars. And... I know. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I've never figured. Yeah, I've never played like a seven string. To me, six is hard enough to manage. <laughs> well, I, well, I picked up a seven, but I just don't. I don't feel at home. Like I, I like that. Well, I know because the necks get bigger too, and it's like, how do you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never quite figured it out. Um, but I, I mean, you know, you got stuff like twelve strings. You know, that there we go. That, that's about as much as I can manage. Yeah, um, nothing better than nothing. It's, it's got its own thing, like a twelve-string acoustic guitar. Man, yeah, nothing like it. We even have that's like a beautiful tone. Yeah, yeah. They even have like um, I always think of uh, there's a Zeppelin tune called "Live and Love and Made." Uh, yeah, "Live and Love and Made," and I think Paige used the twelve-string on that song, uh, like an electric twelve-string. Like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
especially on a lot of those zeppelin tunes the 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 guitar had a, a tone and you're like how is he doing that yeah. yeah. And then I later found out they were 12 string electrics and 12 string acoustics. And it's like, okay. Yeah. That makes a little more sense. But yeah, that tone is, it's a pretty awesome tone. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he playing like a 12 string? I think it was an SG, wasn't it? It's like 12 string and a, it's like a double neck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, double neck SG. Yeah. That's a yeah. Like on stairway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like those. Those look so cool, but I'm like I'm like you know not really the tallest guy in the world, and I could barely manage a less tall like for like an <laughs> hour long show or something. So I'm like, oh man, if I try and put that on, one, I won't even probably be able to reach the bottom neck, <laughs> and two, it would probably you know break my back by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely one of those guitars I just want to have eventually. Though. Right? I don't know if you have a list like that, Pete. Just guitars oh, yeah. i want to have even if they're not a guitar i play all the time i just want to yeah it. <laughs> it's like i just got um for my birthday a few weeks ago i got a uh, sg junior it's just the one pickup you know the one uh, p90 pickup and a rat tail type thing super kind of simple guitar but oh man it feels and sounds amazing i'm really enjoying it a lot yeah but that little one one p90 pickup is pretty solid man i mean if you're you can rock out in a p90 you can really do some cool stuff and somebody else i forgot to mention he's like a fantastic up-and-coming player who's kind of rocking like a junior type thing or at least that's who i always think of when i when i see those types of guitars um jared james nichols <clears throat> oh yeah yeah he's yeah he's, he, yeah, he he's a killer him. player yeah yeah he's he's phenomenal he's, he's really fun to watch He's kind of one of the reasons why I got the junior because it's like just the sound that he was getting, just how you know, just that huge sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know how you talked about earlier how you feel like sometimes the tone is more in your fingers mm -hmm. than it is with anything else. You watch a guy like that play, and it's look like he's putting everything, everything got into every note there. And uh -huh. well, that's kind of the cool thing because yeah, with the with the junior um to actually i think i think he said it um i don't know where i heard somebody say it from it, it could have been jared i don't quite remember where i heard it but uh, you know especially with the junior with it being so simple just the one pickup and you know the volume and tone you know um uh why can't i think of it it's like a uh, you know you put in you know whatever you put in it gives out so you know if you you really gotta put everything you got into it um yeah and i like that because i yeah I really like digging in and kind of beating up the guitar. <laughs> yeah, we also talked about that earlier. You can tell uh, in your performances, you know, you have that type of, you're really putting a lot of energy out yeah. in the yeah. performance and that definitely comes through. Yeah. Seeing just in like your right hand technique, the way you're like getting in there. I was like, man, look at that guy's right hand. Like, God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the things a lot of people say are, oh my gosh, he's holding his pick with the uh, middle finger instead of the first finger. Actually, it's so funny. I, I did a cover of the, it was the solo for Stiff Upper Lip uh, yesterday. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and I noticed watching it, like just kind of unconsciously, you know, the, the riff is hybrid picked, right? So he's using, Angus is using his uh, pick and fingers to kind of get that riff going. I noticed that for the solo, the whole time, or like even like part of the time, I had it in my first finger, and then like I randomly switched to my middle. And then when the solo was done, it was time to go back to the riff. I switched back to my first, and I'm like, 
what? <laughs> Even I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> kind of watching her. It's just funny kind of catching stuff like that that you don't even think about. Yeah, it, it kind of just happens, right? You know, we talk about, especially as guitar players, analyzing the gauge string that we play, the type of pickups, the thickness of our pick, how we hold the pick, how we move our left hand. But it's like when you really get into it and just start playing, things just kind of happen. And it just feels like everyone's going to have their own type of way of doing it, mm -hmm. especially when you're an experienced player. I don't know that we should really disallow ourselves from just being ourselves when it comes to the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, it's like I, I'm trying to, you know, keep it on the first finger. But yeah, sometimes it just randomly, unconsciously goes back to the more. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, it just happens, right? You know, Michael, we've talked about that, right? When we are, you know, talking about technique or whatever, and then we'll start paying attention to what we actually do in real time when we're playing. We'll be like, wait a minute. That's kind of a weird thing I do with the pick, or why do I hold it like that at a weird angle at certain moments? It's just funny. It just happens, right? Yeah, I was, like, digging in on my finger, and I noticed, yeah. I started noticing that I started, like, I don't know how, but, like, half of my fingernail had been rubbed down from the string and the other half had grown like, what am i doing that's causing this like i really must like to hit the string with my with my actual finger instead of the pick and so i started to adjust to try to like think about where i'm hitting the the pick and then i just tried a different pick and i was like oh okay the pick i was using was just weak sauce was, like, oh oh yeah i've had that problem yeah that problem it's like starting out i had like this really thin nylon pick it's like, you know, it's like if you just kind of bent it just a little bit, it would like snap in half. And it's like the more I kept playing, it was like, I, I can't use this anymore. I'm breaking like five picks <laughs> a day. It's like, okay, this, this isn't happening. And then you find like, um, actually for Christmas, I remember I got like a snark tuner, right? And in the case, it was like one of these little, you know, snark picks with like the kind of, I don't know how you describe it, like a grip kind mm -hmm. of on and so it's like, oh, it doesn't flex or bend or anything. And it's like, ah, okay, this is kind of, this is working. And strings too. I mean, I used nines for a long time. And then I just kind of started to, you know, keep bending and stuff. Or like I, I tuned down a half step or something and the nines would just feel a bit loose. So then going up to tens, it kind of solves. It feels comfortable and standard. I half step down, drop D. Um, I don't really go any lower. But if I do, I just kind of adjust. <laughs> I see sharp for some of the Sabbath stuff, like uh, mm. into the light. Feels a bit weird, but you get used to it quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sabbath. That's another another band, right? Yep. That lives on. Mm -hmm. Did you have like one guitar player that really inspired you? Was it Angus Young? Yes, or, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was definitely Angus. He's still like a huge, huge influence. Um, you know, he, him and ACDC, it's just kind of like the bedrock of everything. Um, it's funny, too, because I, I kind of tried to drift away from the SG for a little bit, like trying out, you know, Les Pauls, hollow bodies, that kind of thing. Because I'm like, well, Angus is already so much in my playing with the vibrato and just kind of how I, even like how I move and stuff. It's just kind of funny how that influence kind of finds its way in. It's like, uh, you know, do I really want to have the same guitar kind of play the same way? <laughs> you know, it's like, I got to try and be myself. I don't want to be like Angus. Um, 
but it's like the SG for me again it just kind of keeps coming back coming back so I'm like okay <laughs> it's just so comfortable because yeah it's like Les Paul as much as I like it if I tried to go on like if you know, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do like a tour or something or go on tour someday or something. I'd be like, if I really tried to play a last ball for like a few hours a night, like my shoulder would be busted in like a week. <laughs> so, yeah. so for me, the SG just kind of shits. So I'm like, okay, I guess that'll, that's always one that I'll like. And then, yeah, Slash, is in the, Slash has always been a huge influence too. Whether it's, you know, GNR or his stuff with Miles, Snake Pit, Velvet Revolver, it's like I, I really dig his playing too. Yeah. Kind of a lot of the other players too. Like a lot of the, the blues guys as well, like uh, Gary Moore is a big influence. Um, yeah. Or like his playing a lot. Yeah. Stevie Ray Yeah. I was just thinking of Stevie. Is yeah. Gary Moore a Les Paul guy too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had Grady for quite a few years. Hmm. yeah it's funny with the guitar right uh how there's certain ones that just kind of call your name uh -huh. it's a weird thing right every guitar player has just a guitar that just kind of calls their name and it's why obviously you know like if if the guitar player that played that model of guitar inspired you mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense but oh, yeah, it seems like it even goes beyond that too you know it's an interesting thing. Yeah. I just like how, you know, everybody has these different brands, but we all play Gibsons on the on the record. <laughs> I don't know. There's something magic about those guitars. To me at least. I mean I, feel I don't know. Like they've well, again, it kind of goes back to like what you were talking about. You know, it's like um whatever your heroes played, or you know, and pretty much most of them were using Gibsons. So yeah, with Angus, it was DSG. And, you know, seeing guys like Gary Moore, Jimmy Page, Paul Kossoff for free was another one. Another one. The last call, Slash, of course, too. So kind of that, that was another, yeah. Well, so it's got its own magic. I mean, it's, it's not as heavy as the last Paul, but, like, it's got yes. a tone. It's got, I mean, I remember the first time I picked up an SG, I was like, oh, oh, this is great. Like, this yeah. Is fantastic. Well, you got easy access to the upper frets. It won't break your back after playing for like three hours. And it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it is a, it's a slick looking guitar. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. And then you think about the Strat as well. I, I think mm -hmm. at some point I want to own all these guitars. Yeah. But you, you think of the, you know, you know, you talked about Stevie Ray Vaughan, and yes. and you think of Jimi Hendrix as well. Mm -hmm. Just that tone, the Strat tone, if you have it set up the right way. Yeah, yeah. Roy Gallagher, he was another one to having a Strat. It's like, oh, you know, play laundromat or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's another hard guy. to play though. I mean, maybe well, it's funny mine was was a knockoff, but. Mm -hmm. There, it's not like playing an Ibanez. Yeah, no offense to Brenda. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, I do like, um, like just kind of switching it up a little bit. I do like playing the, you know, I have a Strat and I, I do like playing that as well. It's just kind of, you know, something, something different to it. And it does sound really good. 
Um, but yeah, I never really did kind of gravitate to like the, the super shredder stuff of like the, the Floyd Rose and all that. Like Eddie, it's like, um, I don't know. I don't, one's probably going to find its way here eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kind of the same way um, as far as I wanted to be able to do semi-flashy things. <laughs> but for me personally, I feel like if you go too far with it, you kind of lose some of the feeling. A little bit, yeah. And and that's why I kind of haven't gone as heavy into the, you know, I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, the, you know, all the all the play as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love to listen to it. You know, I just don't know if I would want to play that way. You know, it, yeah, you know, it's cool. Um, a player I, I talk to, him, I talk to him all the time, but Jerry Moore. Um, to me, he was always a great balance of you know, he you know he had like a shred career, you know, eighties kind of rock career, right. Um, and then, you know, he flipped it all around and started doing the blues stuff in the 90s and kind of reinvented himself as a, you know, a blues artist. And it's great because he, he plays the blues, but it's got that rock edge to it. It's just this perfect mix. Like, especially in the early 90s, there's like a live album, um, you know, called Live Blues. And it's great. It's got this huge, like, you know, Las Paltrow Marshall sound, you know, high gain. He's playing like, you know, an Albert King tune. And it's like, you know, all these huge soaring licks and sustain and, you know, wicked vibrato, but, you know, it's got the horn section in the background. It's just, to me, I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, that's the perfect mix. Joe Bonamassa too. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's Slash too, when you bring that up, you know, yeah. because he was yeah. kind of the same way. <laughs> he He did what he needed to do, so to speak it didn't ever feel like it was too much right yeah and even like paradise city you know I, that that's that song is just great because you know it's just kind of it it flows it starts out with that cool you know melodic intro and then it's got the cool riff and you know keeps going and going then it then it explodes at the end <laughs> yeah. and it's just kind of going off but even like yeah. you know that stuff the fast stuff to me he's always done it really like tastefully like he's always done it in a cool way yeah yeah i kind of feel too um you know you think of someone like ingray malmstein mm -hmm. like that was just who he was yeah and just him to be super flashy and ridiculously fast mm -hmm. that was just him and I, some people are just kind of that way mm -hmm. uh, they weren't really tr necessarily trying to to force it or to be that way um i i kind of feel like eddie van halen was that way in a sense where a lot of the flashy stuff was just who he was too oh yeah he wasn't just, like forcing it you know yeah you know eddie, yeah eddie was another guy too that you know it was flashy and cool but kind of deep underneath you could really to me i could really hear and feel that blues influence on top of all the cool stuff he was doing so yeah, that yeah, his playing style always resonated with me too. They they sneak in these like these licks, the, mm -hmm. like a blues tempo or like a just I don't know, just all these little things that go in. It's all the underside that we don't pay attention to so much unless you know you're nerds like us, music nerds. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I really really love about Van Halen. Like God, he just so freaking brilliant with all those riffs she's a riff machine man like I, I don't 
I don't know how he did it. <laughs> yeah. Some people are just wired that way, man. It's a gift, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> so, Pete, um, when you started playing, did you have like a a specific goal or a specific place you wanted to end up one day? Or was it just kind of, I want to play because it just seems like something that would be really fun and things have just kind of progressed and you're just taking whatever comes your way? Um, well, starting out, <laughs> I mean, it was really just kind of, you know, well, I guess kind of funny, you know, starting out, it's like, am I even going to stick with it? Because, I mean, I tried so much stuff, you know, in the past and nothing really ever stuck. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, first of all, it's, it's just even going to stick. Um, and then after that, it's like, well, yeah, what, what do you want to do with this? And it's just kind of like, well, just keep playing, you know, just kind of get better and better. And yeah, I guess that's still kind of what's going on. <laughs> and like songwriting too, like, um, you know, been really diving into that and get, you know, got a band together, working on tunes and, you know, kind of diving into songwriting and you know i have like you know a few years of voice memos <laughs> that's like you know it's like you know we yeah, go yeah. through it you know we go through it and it's like you know listen to that and it's like oh it doesn't sound too bad let's just give it a try <laughs> see if it sticks and then we'll work on it <laughs> yeah 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 i guess that's something that a lot of guitar players have now right the voice memos with the riffs uh -huh. you're like this is cool i gotta record this otherwise i'm probably gonna forget it exactly yeah which is usually the case <laughs> how has that been um finding people to play with and writing music and all that yeah so i mean that that's been going really good um i think we're, we've almost we're almost done with all the songs um we're yeah we're, we're working on an ep so I think it's just kind of putting the finishing touches on those tunes and yeah, yeah release timing do you know when you might release it i'm just ready to get right now it's just trying to get the songs done and figure out when to get in the studio so yeah no, nothing else yet oh man but it's, it's been going on for a long time i think we're all ready to just like okay let's let's just get in the studio we've been working on these songs forever <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah, yeah we know all about that yeah, when is this song done right exactly I mean that's kind of the hard part because it's like oh well let's try this part here and then we'll have an argument it's like Peter you know that, you know that's the same thing as the last five tunes you know <laughs> it's like let's put this part let's put a part like this here and it's like what do you mean that's too long you got to cut it in half no yeah <laughs> you know stuff like that oh man yeah it's a process for sure but it's fun you know it's yeah <laughs> Oh, believe me, Pete, we know all about the creative <laughs> differences that can occur in the songwriting process, don't we? I don't like your smug little smile, Ryan. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding man. You're good. Yeah, we've had our share of arguments in the songwriting process. <laughs> I think every band has, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, there are, I, I'm sure you would agree, Pete, there are certain songs where you're, it just happens and like everything falls together perfectly mm -hmm. um it's usually after the fact right when you're analyzing what you've done and you've you've played it quite a bit and you're like oh maybe we should change this oh, i don't know about that maybe we should, uh -huh. maybe we should uh -huh. add this maybe we should add that that's usually when the uh the differences really kick in right uh -huh. oh yeah yeah that, that's that's exactly what happened with one of the tunes 
Because it was a two we all, all three of us felt really strongly about. And it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But actually, okay. you know, yeah, we did make changes to it. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> a living thing. It's like a, like the three of you are like, you're creating this thing. It's taking its own life. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and along the way, it has a little surprise and t- twists and turns. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Love that process. Yeah. Yeah, Pete, I'm sure you would agree those moments when you're just jamming and then, like Michael said, something just happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, where did that come from? It's uh-huh. a really cool thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like a, a riff, um, like, um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. I love throwing on, like, drum tracks on YouTube. You search up, like, a BPM, and then you're like, okay, you know, some of them are crap, you know, it's like, ah, this one doesn't sound too good, let's try and find something else, and, you know, eventually when you find a track at the right tempo, and it has a, you know, the right kind of groove that you're thinking of, or want to jam to, you kind of throw it on, and just kind of mess around, and see what's up, and, um, you know, it's, it's fun, because, like, you know, it made me, like, you know, like, like, one more, like, early, it was, like, early in the morning, for some reason, I was, you know, just kind of sitting, sitting, you know, downstairs playing something, and, um, but yeah, I just remember it being early in the morning, had a backing track fired up playing, and then this riff kind of popped out. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. You know, <laughs> record it, get it done. It's like, wait, I came up with this one thing like two days ago at the same tempo. It's in the same key. So it's like, what if you combine it? It's like, ooh, that sounds pretty cool. And then it's just, you know, keeps morphing and morphing. And then you send it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's fun kind of, you know, having a process like that and kind of watching it come together. Yeah. Yeah, the creative process. I think, at least for me, that's one of the things that that keeps me wanting to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, is that feeling? That was my brilliance uh, of creation. Um, no, no, that you're mistaken. Uh, Good to know. <laughs> Pete, I'm learning things. I didn't know that there was there was such a thing as just uh, different BPMs you can search on YouTube to play along. Oh yeah. With. Dang, dude, I need to, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's lots of fun. You know, there's like a metronome app on the phone, too, if you don't find a drum track that works yeah, out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, the so I expect on Instagram tomorrow, Michael, your personal Instagram, you know, some type of riff or something, you know. Send me a guitar, man. I don't have any guitars out here in Texas. <laughs> uh, don't you have your piano with you over there? Technical difficulties, I'm still... I upgraded that. I don't, we don't want to get into it. I upgraded the operating system, and now the keyboard isn't working. I'll figure it out. Oh, technical difficulties. Upgraded. Yeah. Maybe you can, you know, revisit history and sing uh, that Paul Simon song <laughs> live on Instagram or really, something. I'm really happy that that's come around in this conversation. Not that back. Look at that full circle. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, Pete, dude. I'm so happy that you took the time to talk to us, man. Like, you're so freaking cool. Just, <laughs> dude, Keeping like, the rock alive, baby. Yeah, dude. Like, God. And and just and for to be where you're at and having put the time, like, the amount of time you put into it and to be where you're at now, man, to, to, to think of where you're going to be. And, <laughs> and man, I'm just excited to, to be able to witness that and to, uh, to get to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you guys for having me. This is a lot of fun.
Yeah, and um, I'd, I'd like to thank you too, uh, Pete. Uh, we've got uh, we've had the opportunity to talk a lot of talk to a lot of young uh, guitar players and musicians, and just the yeah. future of music is bright. Yeah. It's really awesome. So, yeah, thank you. If uh, someone wants to check out your stuff, is uh, there a specific social or website you'd like to direct our beautiful listeners to? Yeah, so basically Instagram, TikTok, you know, Twitter and Facebook. It's all the same thing. It's uh, Pete's Diary. <laughs> I forget which ones have like a dot or an underscore, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing all around, you know, it's, it's Pete's Diary. Yeah. Search for Pete's Diary. We'll find you. Cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, do, are you able the the EP that you're working with? Do you have a name for the band? Is there a specific name that we can look at? Uh, man, we, we've thrown tons of stuff around. You know, right. Peter Nicholson Trio, Hearing <laughs> Yeah, lot, lots of stuff. Yeah, I think we'll have to do that like once once the music's done. Yeah, that'll be something else to argue about. <laughs> and then you got to get to, yeah. Then it's going to be the uh, cover art and, uh, you know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Got a few arguments down the road. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Don't know what this is going to turn into, but the songs are coming along and yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed for the spring. That That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Heck yeah. Thank you. Ryan. Do you have any last words of wisdom or. Anything else that you'd like to share before we go here? Anything on your mind? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> With me, there's not really, you know, much words of wisdom. <laughs> I'm a guitar player. There's not much wisdom to say. <laughs> well, I'll share about, one. I'll okay. share one. In the words of the, the great Joe Satriani, uh, keep it alive until you're 95. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 95, huh? Do you said. see? Do you do either? You guys see yourself uh, rocking out on a stage somewhere at ninety-five? Uh, I hope if so. The, if the <laughs> universe or whatever God you believe in is is willing, then yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, the rock gods, I'm sure, are not going to have a problem with that. Well, what about you, Ryan? Do you have any words of wisdom you want to share? Let's just be wild and free. Baby. There it is waiting for you to throw that little gem out there well folks um you know we love you thank you for joining us on inside the sound go find pete man he rocks check his stuff out please do you need to we love you all bye